0: Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life.
1: Call to live, command to love, and commission to serve. If you can't remember all that, what do we say? We live, we love, we serve. Amen. That sounds good. Amen. Won't you open your Bibles or your Bible apps as we go to the book of Exodus? Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 3. Once you get there, I want you to go to verse 10, as we will be reading verses 10 through 14. Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. Amen, amen. Exodus chapter 3, verses 10 through 14 reads as such. So come, Moses, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you, that it was I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. Won't you go to God with me in prayer? God, we are here today just blessed to be in the building one more time, God. You didn't have to see it so, but yet here we are another day. You didn't have to do it, but yet here we are another morning blessed by your love, God. Showered by your mercy and grace, God. We don't deserve it, but yet each and every day you seem to bless us beyond our imagination, God. You continue to do the impossible for us, God. You continue to do things that we don't even see, God. Fighting the battles that we don't know about, God. Doing things that we don't even ask about, God. Opening those doors that we didn't even know we needed open. Making ways out of no ways, God. Continuing to pick us up when we fall down, God. Continuing to provide us strength when we are weak, God. So once again, we have to say thank you, God. Now we ask that you let your spirit fall afresh all over this place, God. We need to hear a word from you on today, God. So let it be your words, not my own, that speaks to the people on today, God. Have your way, God. Do what you need to do, God. We don't know what you're going to do, but we know what's been done. So we were going to give you a praise in advance for all that we know is possible through you, God. So continue to do what you do best. And that's being God all by yourself. And we will continue to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all of the glory. It's in your name we pray. And we say amen. 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 Y'all may be seated. I'm going to read this one more time. So come, Moses, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that it was I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship on this mountain. Uh, People, I just wanted today to quickly talk to you about trusting God's call. Trusting God's call. FCBC, if we can be honest today, I can be honest today. How many of you do not like being told what to do? I should see more hands than that. I said, how many of you do not like being told what to do? Oh, man, I used to hate when I was younger, living at home, sitting there, and all here suddenly, in my comfort, in my bliss, Trey, go wash the dishes. When I suddenly got comfortable and sat down on the couch, Trey, go take out the trash. Trey, take your sister to practice. Trey, I'm talking too much about my personal experience, but y'all not going to pass the mic not here so I can do that. But we don't like being told what to do, especially when we've just gotten comfortable. We hate being told what to do. We hate doing things. They bring us out of our comfort zone. We don't like doing these things, but yet sometimes we have no choice, especially if it's coming from your parents and you live under their roof, so you're going to do what they say. But even when we get to a grown stage, we still hate being told what to do. I saw some hands up here. uh, We hate being told what to do. You know, it was funny. You know, I got out of that high school stage where, you know, you go to school, you go to college, and you come back home over break. I'm thinking I'm growing, and I still hear, Trey, take out the garbage. I ain't took out no garbage in about five months. What you talking about? But we hate being told what to do. It does not matter what age we are in. It does not matter what time of life. We don't like being called to do something we don't want to do. Um, It's one thing when it comes from our parents, when it comes from family, but it's a different thing when God calls you. All the times when God calls us, we don't usually trust and believe that it's really us that God is calling us to do something so major. When God calls, we have to believe and trust that God is calling us for something that's just for us. We have to trust in God, trust in God's decision on our life and trust in God's call on our life. God's call on our life is something in this day and age and climate. It's extremely difficult to maneuver Uh, no matter what part of the journey you are on. It is hard because there is so much going on around in this earth. It's so much going around that it's even hard to decipher what God is saying to you. It's hard to even know if God is speaking to you because of all the chaos. That surrounds us. And once again, it's hard, especially in chaotic times like we live in today. The chaos that is surrounding us, it makes it hard to hear God. It makes it hard to think that God would even want to talk to little old you. It makes it hard to want to even be willing to listen to God because who wants to strain to hear anything amongst so much noise? And when there's so much going on, it makes us doubt that God is even speaking to us. We live in a world that makes it so easy to have doubts. So easy to doubt yourself. Self-doubt is on the rise for many reasons. One of the reasons is because we put too much value on things that really do not matter. Things that won't do us any good in the long run. uh, we, We get on social media and we put too much value on a like on a picture or a video and we think it actually holds significance in our lives. We think how others people perceive us and how we live our lives is important. A lot of the times we look at ourselves and our self-evaluation It's not based on how we see ourselves. It's not based on how God sees us. It's based on how others view us. And this isn't good because we know that people can be nasty, hateful, jealous, and petty. And people can truly be haters in your life. So if you're basing your self-evaluation on how others see you, I implore you to switch it up and look in the mirror and see all the God greatness that has been bestowed on you. I know it's hard, and I know it's difficult to lift your own self up sometimes, but it's sometimes your only choice. The world isn't going to play fair, and because the world doesn't play fair, you can quickly doubt yourself because you aren't living up to the world's standards. When you think you're not good enough for the world standards, you start to think you're not good enough for God. But I'm so glad, FCBC, that God's ways are not our ways and God's thoughts are not our thoughts and how God moves is not how we move. Because when God is looking at us, God is not looking through the lens of the world where people seem to be afraid of individuality. God is looking at us, reaching out to us, calling out to us because of who we are and who God knows that we can be. So next time you get down on yourself because somebody didn't compliment your dress, somebody didn't like, your haircut, somebody didn't like what you do. Uh, you didn't get as many likes on that pictures. I need you not to worry about it because you just need to look at yourself in the mirror and said, God made me in God's own workshop and God molded me how God wanted to mold me and God made me how God wanted to make me. And that is the exact reason that I am good enough for me. You got to realize, FCBC, that the only validation that you need does not come from your friends. It does not come from your family. It does not come from comments or compliments or likes on Facebook. The greatest validation that you can get is being acknowledged and called by God of God can look at you and call you to something that is great. There is nothing else that you could be concerned about. What is it like to God's love? What is somebody's compliments to God's embrace? What is something that somebody cares about comparable to how God sees me? We have to have faith and trust in those things. But it's hard to also have faith because of how society likes to treat us. Sometimes society will act as if they like and support you when you're following God's call, but sometimes they only like you when they can keep you somewhere where they are comfortable with you. It's hard to think that God would want to call you when the world seems to have a love-hate relationship with your very being. It's hard to think that God wants you when the whole world seems like it can be against you, when the world wants to throw away your individuality and wants you to conform to something that they are comfortable with. When the world wants you to walk a certain way, speak a certain way, prefer you to have a certain skin tone in order to be put in the forefront of anything, it's hard to think that God would call you to anything because how can God want me if the world rejects me? How can God call me when I have those around me who ignore me because of who I am, who ignore me because I am genuinely being myself? But once again, it's so good that God doesn't let what other people think and what other people say about to affect God's decision concerning your life. If God wants you, there's nothing anybody can do, nothing anybody can say, nothing that's going to stop God from calling you and using you. You got to be able to block out what's going on in society in order to hear God's call. You have to be able to work your way through all the fake mess around you, all the fake people around you, all the ones that are fake, hyping you up. You have to navigate through all the hate that you receive from the people you thought were your friends, from family that you thought loved you, all the negativities of the world that seek to distract you, and be able not only to hear God's voice, but be willing to listen. Listen and accept all that God has in store for you. It's going to be tough. Uh, and frustrating at times, but you have to have faith and trust and know that if God calls you, that means that God looked at you and God saw something that nobody else could see. And you have to be willing to trust that God sees something that maybe mama didn't see, that God sees something maybe your daddy didn't see, God sees something maybe your closest friends didn't see, your family members didn't see. You have to be able to trust in that and trust in that and move forward. It's not always easy. People will tell you you can't do it. You might even tell yourself that it's not possible, but you have to trust that God is trusting you for the task that God is placing before you. Moses is headed to Egypt, walking slowly, walking slowly in shock and confusion about what has transpired. I'm sure he's walking He's trying to decipher all the images in his mind about his previous encounter and whether it was even real or not. Am I, I mean, what, what bush just speaks to you? His life has suddenly just taken a turn that he did not expect, a turn that he could not predict, and a turn that he truly did not want. In his mind, he was previously doing great. He would found a new home. He had had a wife. He was working as a shepherd. Things were going well for him. Moses was enjoying being comfortable. But now that comfortable that he was lavishing in has seemingly been snatched from him. And now it seems his life is headed towards uncomfort, chaos and madness. Madness. It all had to be madness. The whole conversation with a bush had to be madness. The whole task that was bestowed upon him had to be madness. Going back to a place where he was a criminal, madness, freeing thousands of slaves with his simple word, madness. But yet he keeps walking forward because he knows deep down inside that he has to do this. It's not what he wants to do, and it will be hard, and it will be challenging, and it will test him like he's never been tested before. But he still must keep moving forward because that's what God told him to do. He doesn't want to, but nevertheless, he has to move forward. He has to go because God looked at him and called him and chose him. Moses was in his comfortable place. He had escaped a possible persecution from Egypt. He's living this comfortable life. He's lavishing, and things are going good, right? Moses here is focused on a life he thinks is good for him, so focused that he's ignoring the plight of his people. And we know he's ignoring it because he was raised in the midst of it. But at this point, it does not bother him because he's too busy living his best life. Sometimes we can be like that, too. We love living our best lives, don't we? so focused on ourselves. And when that happens, God sometimes has to do something to catch our attention. God has to do something so that God can shift our focus on what we really need to be looking at uh, when we are not focused on what uh, we should be. We are focused on what we want to focus on instead of what we need to be focused on, focused on what we think We need focus on what we think is best and focus on what we want in life. And we are living so selfishly that we don't see anything wrong with it because our selfishness has become normalized to us. So when our selfishness becomes normalized to us, God has to do something to shift our focus because we are so focused on our wants, our needs, and what we need in life that we cannot even take our time to stop, divert from the path that we think we need to be on and look around and see what God is trying to show us. But sometimes it is necessary for God to pop up and help us shift our focus or else we just keep going down our path, thinking we're doing what we need to be doing, thinking we're doing what we think is best for us. Not thinking about all the things we miss, uh, all the places we God wanted us to be, all the people that God wanted us to help, all the things that God wanted us to do. We miss those things because once again, we are living a selfish life. But sometimes God has to call to you to get your life back on track. God's call is important and recognizing God's call is important because sometimes it's so hard to hear God in the midst of so much chaos in this world. But it's that call that truly is going to help us as we move forward in life. Here comes some animal facts for y'all. Some species of birds live in big colonies where there are just thousands of birds on these islands. And during breeding season, there are even more because there are lots of chicks And during this time, parents will have to leave the nest to go gather food. So they leave, and they go gather food, and they come back. And the problem is that when they come back, uh, not only are sometimes the chicks not where they left them, but all the birds look alike. All the birds look alike, and the only way the chick will find the parent is by recognizing that parent's specific call. They will recognize their parents' call amongst the thousands of other calls around them. By using their own call, the parents are able to find the chicks. By using their own call, the the parents are able to keep the chicks out of danger. By using their own specific call, they are able to stop the chicks from doing anything that will mess up the chicks' growth. So you see, it's good to know that when I mess up, I know there is a voice that will speak to me and correct me. It's good to know that just like those chicks, when I am lost, that voice will lead me on the correct path. It's good to know that when I do wrong, the voice can make things right. When I get ahead of myself, the voice will slow things down for me. When I'm doing the most, the voice will pull me back. When I'm weak, the voice will make me strong. It is good to know that when I'm down, God will always be willing to speak to me. God will always be willing to help me. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, no matter what life, You got going on. You got to trust and believe that God will always be willing to speak to you. God will always be willing to speak. Will, Will you be willing to listen and go? As Moses is leading his flock of sheep one day, the burning bush appears along his path that he's on. And the book says that. He looked and said, I must turn aside and behold this great sight. I must turn aside and behold this great sight. And when the Lord saw that he had turned, when the Lord saw that he had turned, the Lord called to him. When the Lord saw that he had turned, the Lord called to him. You see, FCBC, there are three different types of people I've seen when something out of the ordinary pops off. There are those whose interest is piqued and they move forward towards whatever it is happening with serious interest. They want to see what's happening. They want to uh, know what's going on, a little bit of nosiness in there. Uh, Then there are those who see what's going on and run far, far away because they don't want anything to do with what is happening. And then are those of us who just mind our business and just continuing on with our lives, acting like nothing is going on because, once again, it's none of our business. Which one are you? (laughs) A lot of us like to be the last one and just mind our business. Some of us like to run away. Very few of us like to go poking around where things aren't really our business. Moses, unfortunately, was neither Uh, of the last two, and Moses had to go see what was going on and why this bush was burning up, and but more even unexpectedly, why there was a voice coming from the bush. And once again, Moses does not run away. Moses does not carry on with what he was doing. Moses does not mind his business. Moses comes out of his comfort zone. Moses stays, and Moses listens to what God has said. This whole interaction with the bush was initiated because Moses was willing to diverge his attention from what he was doing and see what God wanted to and to see and listen to what God had to say. How many of us have missed things that God wanted us to see because we were willing, either not willing to come out of our comfort zone or too focused on what we were doing? where we were going that we didn't even pay God any mind? How many of us have missed out on blessings because we were too focused on things we thought were going to bless us? But in the long run, those blessings weren't even meant for us. How many of us have missed opportunities to show off our faith that we claim to have each and every Sunday in God, but instead are ignoring the cries of others that God wants us to see, If you want to show your faith and trust in God, you sometimes have to be willing to first listen And then give up on the path you're on, the path that you're so focused on, the path that you think is best, that you know you're supposed to be on. You have to be willing to give up on that. It's not always easy, but this is something that is necessary when you're trying to follow the path that God wants you to follow. When God calls out to you, you must be willing to shift your focus, shift your mindset, shift your life, stop for a second and shout back, God, here I am. God calls out to him, Moses, Moses, God, here I am. And Moses now sees what he's in store for. God has presented Moses with a seemingly impossible task of confronting Pharaoh and demanding that he free all of the people of God. And now a wave of shock and confusion has to come upon him, uh, maybe one shock after another, Uh, It's madness to him, I'm sure, uh, as it often seems like madness when we're having our own conversations with God. But a quick bit of advice, you've got to know that a conversation with God will seem like madness at the time because the conversation won't be like any conversation you've ever had. A lot of conversation you have with people around us seemingly feel one way because people really aren't interested all the time in what you have to say. and You'll feel like you're talking to yourself. You feel like you're not being heard. You feel like people aren't listening to you. But that should not deter you from speaking to God nevertheless. I know it gets hard and prayer sometimes can be frustrating because you feel like you're talking to yourself and you feel like you're not getting the answers that you want. But that's the issue right there. Prayer is going to be frustrating when you're trying to pray for what you want, not what you need. When you're praying, expecting God to do exactly what you want. God's not always going to do that. God's going to give you what you need. Uh, And sometimes we don't like that because we want what we want when we want it right now. But sometimes you're praying and hoping you get what you want, but missing God's answer because God is giving you what you need instead of what you want. I'm sure Moses had to know how he was looking standing there talking to a bush. I'm sure he was hoping that nobody came around and saw him standing there talking to a bush. But you must not worry about what others think because God is the one using you and God is the one presenting you with a task. It would not, not matter what other people think. Moses, Moses, God says, go to Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. The task is madness, madness because this task is difficult. And because it's difficult, I'm sure that doubt started to overcome Moses, doubt in himself. Doubt because the task seemed like it was too much. Doubt because it seemed like it was too much for little old Moses, too much for one man, too much for anybody other than God. God, why are you giving me this task when you could do this yourself? Why are you choosing me when this is bigger than me? He had to think that he was not a fit for this because, again, who was Moses? It's funny that when faced with a difficult challenge, how quickly we can doubt ourselves especially when it's something that we aren't sure of, more quick to say, no, I can't, than rather, yes, I can. Sometimes our doubt in ourselves is stronger than our belief in God's ability. We have our doubts because we are afraid of failure. Maybe that there are past failures that you're afraid of. Maybe it's future failures you're afraid of, but we have to learn not to sit in our doubt or sit in that failure, but instead move forward because without failure, failures, we can really have no success. When you sit in your failure, you start to nitpick yourself. Why did I do this? How could I think I could do this? I shouldn't have tried this. I should have done it this way. I'm so stupid for thinking this. Your doubts will always be present because you are the one bringing them up because of the failure and the possibility of failure. But in hindsight, those failures were necessary for you to grow. FCBC, you have to know and believe that God looked down on you and saw you and spoke to you and chose you. Despite your doubts, despite your thoughts of failure. God chose you, so have confidence in whatever God chose you to do. You have walked this earth each and every day of your life because God chose you. And if God chose you, there is no reason to doubt. There is no reason to have fear. There is no reason to think there is something you cannot do because if God chose you, God chose you for a reason, and God knows you can do it. So face that task with confidence because you know you can do it because God trusts that you can do it. Moses is not there, though. Moses, steady, is trying to give God reasons to say, never mind Moses. He's steady giving excuses why he can't. So God is forced to show him God's power. Uh, Moses, throw down your staff. Moses does, it's turned into a snake and, and back. Moses, stick your hand in your, in your pocket. Moses does, and it comes out leprous and, and back. But even after all of that, Moses still is consumed by doubt. And it's insane to me that sometimes we can actually see the miracles that God has done in our lives and still be consumed by doubt when we're moving forward. We see God working each and every day, but yet when it comes to us, we doubt. Mama was broke, but yet there was still food on the table. Your daddy lost his job, but the lights were still on. Your friends were doing wrong, but somehow you made it. You didn't have enough money for college, but somehow you still walked across that stage with your degree. You weren't qualified for that job, but you're still God, and you probably don't deserve to be here right now living with the mistakes you made. But yet, here you are, and here you stand. God made a way out of nowhere, and yet you were able to wake up this morning, put food on your table, and make your way into FCBC. You don't ought to not be here right now, but yet because God was there, God keeps blessing you and doing things for you. You were able to be here right now, so we ought to give God a little more praise Because when we think about all the things that could have happened, the things that should have happened, but yet God was present. So those things didn't happen because God was present. You're here right now. You don't know how. You people ask you. You don't have an explanation. But sometimes you can just say it was God. It was God. Sometimes we need to believe in the works that God is doing in our own lives it seems crazy to say that we have God working in our lives each and every day, yet when we are presented with a difficult task, we are doubting. Why are you doubting when you know God is a miracle worker? Yes. But you see, sometimes, once again, we doubt ourselves because, once again, we are evaluating ourselves, not from our own eyes um, and not uh, from God's eyes, but the eyes of others, only focusing uh on ourselves sometimes and nothing else. But sometimes we need somebody who has been watching from a different angle to talk and explain some things to you. It's nice to have somebody who can give you a different explanation of how things are going to happen. It's nice to have somebody who's been watching from a different angle and can see the bigger picture. Um, I was on a plane one time and, you know, I used to love flying when I was younger. But as I got older, I realized, like, my mortality. Isn't it crazy? Like, I got older, and I suddenly looked out the window. I was like, ooh, it's kind of (laughs) high. But one night, it was very dark. And I was looking out the window, and I saw nothing. I couldn't see no lights below. There was clouds everywhere. I couldn't see nothing. And me, in my mind, I was wondering, I'm like, how is the pilot going to land if we can't see anything? How are we going to get to our destination if we can't see anything? I'm looking out my window and I can see nothing. Nothing. So I got a little scared. I got a little nervous. I want to be like, does the pilot need a little assistance? I don't know what I can do, but I could be there for some moral support. But all in all, we landed. And we landed safely. Everybody clapped. You know how people do when they land. Everybody claps. And... As we were getting off the plane, I just asked the pilot really quick, how did you land? Because I couldn't see anything. And the pilot told me, well, you wouldn't see anything from where you were sitting. He said, but from where I was sitting, I was able to see things that you wouldn't be able to from where you were sitting. So sometimes you got to trust and believe that because I can see that I'm just going to guide you to where you need to be. You won't always see anything, but you got to trust that God is going to see stuff that you can't. The pilot was sitting in a seat. And because he was in that seat, he was seeing stuff from a different angle that I couldn't see. And because of that, the pilot was able to guide us to where we needed to be. And sometimes you need God to tell you that it's going to be all right because I can see things that you cannot see. Sometimes you need God to tell you, don't doubt because I am here and you're not alone. Sometimes you need to hear from God and just let you know that God is watching and can see things that you cannot see. Isn't it good to know that God is always with you? God is always going to be there. God is always going to be there. God may not always show, but God is always watching. God is always moving. God is always shaking things. God is going to be there. Just like that pilot, God is going to see things. You can't see, but you got to be willing to trust and know that just because things don't look the way they you, they want you to look, just because things aren't going the way you want them to go, doesn't mean that things are going to be bad in the long run. I'm sure that Moses was scared. I'm sure that Moses thought it was crazy. But in this moment, Moses had to trust and lean on God because God was calling Moses and God was choosing Moses. Moses is in that position because God is choosing Moses. God is forced to show him, and God is forced to to do all these things because God is choosing Moses. Sometimes, once again, you need God to tell you things are going to be all right because I am here. You need God to tell you you can do it because I've been watching you despite all your flaws. Sometimes you need to hear from God that I still have faith in you despite your doubt. Sometimes you need to hear from God that I still believe in you despite your own tendency. Sometimes you need to hear from God that I still have faith in you and I know you better than you do and I wouldn't choose you if I didn't think you could do it. And most importantly, you must realize that whatever path God sends you on, you will never be alone because just like he told Moses, I will be with you. So have faith. In yourself, because God is with you. No, you're not alone, because God is with you. When you get scared, remember that God is with you. When you start to doubt yourself, remember that God is with you. When your family looks at you funny, remember God is with you. When your friends start to turn their backs, remember God is with you. Have faith and know that God is with you. Because when you have faith, you can do the impossible. When you have faith, you can move those mountains. When you have faith, there is nothing nobody can do to stop you. Nothing nobody can say that can be against you. When you have that faith, there's nothing that you cannot do. When things do come at you, you can look at it and still know that because God is with me, I can do it. Look towards it because you know you won't be handling it alone. You won't be by yourself and know that God is with you. When you think you're alone, God is with you. When you don't feel confidence, regain it because God is with you. When society tells you you're a nuisance, don't worry about them. Weigh them off because God is with you. So as Moses walked slowly to Egypt, still in shock about what happened, I'm sure the shock didn't last long. I'm sure the shock was replaced with something else, and that was confidence. Because as soon as he started to think about all the things God told him, I'm sure his confidence turned him into a strut. Because he knew that God was with them, and he knew about God's power, and he knew that nothing was going to stop him from doing what God told him to do. He was moving forward towards an impossible task, but he knew he was going to be able to do it because God was with them. It was something he thought he couldn't do, something he had to overcome his personal doubts with, and he was able to do it and able to look Pharaoh in the eye and tell him, God told me to tell you to let my people go. And he was able to do this because he knew that each and every step of the way, God was with him, and he trusted in God's call on his life. He remembered all the things God showed him, and he trusted in God's call on his life. And sometimes that's all you need to do when you feel overwhelmed by the call that God has for you. When you feel like that task is too great that God has asked you to complete, those are the moments that all you have to do is once again remember where you are now and remember how you got there. Remember how many times God was present in the midst of every struggle in your life, how God continued to make ways out of no ways, how God provided you with what you needed when you thought you were lacking, how God did everything possible to make sure that you succeeded. Yes, you were scared, but God was present. Yes, you didn't think you could do it, but God was present. Yes, everyone doubted you, but God was present. Yes, they talked down on you, but God was present. Yes, you wanted to give up, but God was present. Yes, you, wanted to lose, you thought you were going to lose your mind, but God was present. God is present, and God will continue to be present. So don't worry about what anybody says, what anybody thinks. Push yourself down. Push your doubt out the way. Push back your fears and worries because God is calling you, and you need to step up and listen and trust in God's call on your life. Trust in God's call on your life. God wouldn't be calling you if God didn't think you could do it. You have to trust that sometimes God trusts you. Because knowing that will give you a lot more confidence to move forward, no matter how tall the task is, no matter how impossible it seems, no matter how bad it looks. It's one thing when you're going and walking into chaos by yourself, but it's another thing when you're walking into chaos covered by God's hand. When you can walk into the fire covered by God, nothing will harm you. Nothing will come against you. Nothing's going to stop you because you're doing what God wants you to do, walking the path God wants you on and following and trusting that God is there. And because God is present, you will make that way. You will succeed. God wouldn't call you if God didn't think you could do it. So once again, FCBC, trust in God's call. Believe in God's call. Know that that call is just for you. God wouldn't be calling you if God didn't think and trust in you. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes we don't feel worthy. Sometimes society gets down. Sometimes we let people's thoughts affect us. But truly, the only thought that matters is that God wants me for something. And if God wants me for something, then I ought to answer. Because once again, God has done too much in our lives for us to doubt God. God has continued to bless us in the midst of all that is going on. So why not trust that God is calling you? Why not trust that you can do something impossible? When God molded you and shaped you in your mother's womb, God did so. Not putting limitations on you, not putting constraints on you. But when God did that, God put the infinite amount of possibilities on your life. And you ought to reach down inside you and grab all that you need and move forward. Because once again, God is present. God is there. There's never a moment in our lives where God has been present. We are all living testimonies right now that since the day that we were born, God has been walking with us. God has been talking with us. God has been providing us with all that we need, pushing us when we didn't want to go forward, helping us when we felt like we were going to fall, and continuing to make ways for us when we had our doubt. So push your own doubt out the way. Push your own fear out the way. Navigate through all the noise in the world and focus on God's voice on today. Because God is calling you for something great. But it's up to you to stop and listen. And then trust in God as we move forward. Amen? Amen.
0: if you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward.